Next on BYU Sports Nation, Poinsettia Bowl game day. Why BYU absolutely needs to win this game at Qualcomm Stadium. One of the heroes from BYU's 1996 Cotton Bowl win. KOK Aleluhi will join us live to preview the Cougars and Cowboys. Plus, let's go for two and Poinsettia Bowl director Mark Neville. Why he wanted two old foes to renew the rivalry. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Qualcomm Stadium, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. San Diego Super Chargers. Here we are. We are here. (laughs) Live from Qualcomm Stadium, BYU Sports Nation. Live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of (laughs) BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, December 21st. Wherever and however you're dialing, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the San Diego Bowl game historian, Jerem Jordan. Apparently. No, I've, I've never been here. I was, I was one when the 1984 Holiday Bowl was played, and my parents came to the game, but they didn't bring me. I've always been angry about that. I started when I was two. I was like, yeah, but, that's a that's, yeah. That's fair. but the, this stadium has so much history. The old Jack Murphy Stadium, the Murph, right? Murph. Matthew McConaughey talked a lot about that in Interstellar. But behind us is the end zone of end zones, right, in BYU football history. Yes. This is where the Hail Mary was caught by Clay Brown. This is where Steve Young caught Eddie Stinnett's pass and ran into the end zone and high need it. That's where Amy Boswell got it, by the way. High. From Steve Young. Yeah, from Steve Young. The, Kyle Van Noy, 2012, of course, wreaked havoc in this end zone. 1984, Kelly Smith catches the touchdown pass. And many, many other amazing memories. But this end zone behind us. Is the end zone of end zones. It's where it all happened. In fact, this corner of the end zone is where Kelly Smith caught the touchdown pass. Like, right there. Yes. The Hail Mary was on the other side of the field goal post. But, yeah, the, Ty Detmer's helicopter touchdown, uh, I think, in that 52-52 San Diego State game. But so many memories. So it's great to be here. And we will be here all day. Today, uh, right now, of course, 6 Eastern time, we'll be back with another live BYU Sports Nation, 8 Eastern countdown to kickoff, and then, of course, the postgame show after. David Nixon will join you on the pre- and postgame show. So hang out with us all day for bowl game coverage. There are four quarters of BYU TV sports today, right? We have BYU Sports Nation right now, which is the first quarter. We will have a live afternoon show or evening show, depending on where you're watching it over across the country, which is the second quarter. Then countdown to kickoffs, third quarter. And the postgame shows how we wrap it up in the fourth. And overtime will be at some awesome restaurant later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to go get a shake somewhere, right? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Got to do something after the game. Pretty cool stuff. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines from Qualcomm Stadium. Of course, it's game day for BYU as they face the Wyoming Cowboys for the first time since 2010 in the Poinsettia Bowl. Yesterday on BYUSN, head coach Kalani Satake told us he expects the Cowboys to bring it. Well, I think offensively they're well balanced. You know, I think they average 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. And so uh, you have a, a running back in, in Hill that can then, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's efficient and he's a big power back and they have a, a strong O-line. And last night, men's hoops played as well. They beat Idaho State. They didn't sleep on them, as uh, Trevor Manich once said. They won 84-58. Back and forth we go. TJ to Childs. A double-double for Yoli Childs. 
Eric Mika led the way for the Cougars, 18 points, 12 rebounds. The aforementioned Yoli Childs also netted a double-double, as Dave McCann just told us, 13 points, 14 rebounds. The Cougars play tomorrow, final non-conference game against CSU Bakersfield. Ken Palm has them 102 in his ratings. That's at 9 Eastern tomorrow night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yeah, much challenge, much a much greater challenge for BYU in that final non-conference game comparing CSU Bakersfield to Idaho State. So it should you, be good contest. You know the mascot? I had to look it up. The Roadrunners? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did yeah. you look that up? I did not look it wow, up. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, w- I was guessing a little bit. There's like, I think it's the Roadrunners. That's Runners. pretty good. Hey, hey, That's pretty hey, good. Yo. Hey, hey. Jimmer Fredette scored 31 points. Only 31. What? What a disappointment. What's going on, Come man? On. Six rebounds. Underwhelming. Had five assists leading the Shanghai Sharks <laughs> to another win. His team won, but he didn't He didn't perform up to standard, right? It's like in church ball. I don't care if my team wins. I just want to get, get mine. He's averaging 39 points, so he's right there. He's right there. I joked that he would average more than 40. That'd be awesome. He could actually do that. And he's shooting almost 50% from the three-point line this season. 49.8. How far away is the Chinese three-point line? That's the question I have there. That's a fair question. I don't know. Is it the same How as the NBA? How many meters away is it? It's got to be close, yeah, right? Anyway, time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. I feel the need, the need for a win. BYU back in San Diego for a bowl game for the 13th time in program history. Why does this one matter, though? Like, really matter. First of all, BYU's lost three bowl games in a row. Okay, that is no bueno. Not a great streak. Not good. It's time to end that. And not only that, but BYU is favored by 10 points, Jerem. The line opened at 7.5. BYU's up to 10. So people think BYU's going to win this game. Third third highest win-out percentage uh, by ESPN's Football Power Index as well. So BYU expected to win this game tonight over Wyoming. And the fan base is interesting. Right now it's kind of like, oh, Wyoming, that should be a win. This Wyoming team's not your typical Wyoming game in the past. I know BYU's had a solid season where they've been 8-4, and four, of course, those four losses by a combined eight points. But I think this is more even of a matchup than we think. I think BYU win this game, but 10 is a big number as it kind of starts to rain on us, by the way. Rain in the forecast, not only during our show right now, but at during the game as well. So the, those running backs, that'll be a bigger... Uh, Impact then we thought, yeah, cover your phone. I'm putting yeah. my phone in my pocket yeah, now. Yeah, maybe this is karma for us being like, hey, it's hey, San Diego, yeah, it's 70 so awesome. degrees. Yeah, well, <laughs> the weather gods are like, he'll show you. I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm in great weather. Where are you at, Laramie? Okay, yeah. here's the good news. With BYU being favored by 10, the Cougars haven't lost a game they've been favored in all year. That's good news. They have won every game they've been expected to win. And they can't mess up that eight. Points and four losses That's, statistic, okay, right? Okay, if BYU loses to Wyoming, this isn't good. It would taint the season in some way to me. I know that it's bigger than one game, but it's the way you finish, right? Everyone always talks about it's not how you start, it's how you finish. If BYU lost this game, they lose to Wyoming to end the, end the season? No. What? They, I, I wouldn't want to sit on that, especially when you're a 10-point fave. Plus that number of, hey, only four losses by a combined eight points. That's something. That's a moral victory that BYU has held on to. BYU fans, I mean, then, and for good reason. Then there is the hey, it's the last hurrah for Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams can't go out a loser in his final game, right? That can't happen. 
You don't want that, no. You don't want that for any of the seniors, but especially not for the all-time leading rusher at BYU. And he, he has something to prove, too. I, th- I think if he has a big game on it, he's had a lot of national stages, but add this one and have it as your, your aftertaste, right? The, the final note would be great to put on a good show because Jamal Williams wants to get drafted. He's got a shot. I think he needs to have a good game tonight to help his stock. When did Kyle Van Noy's stock shoot through the roof? It was during it's, the point that he It certainly evolved. helped, and that was his junior year, by yeah. the way. Yeah, like everybody started to pay attention to Kyle Van Noy. In this end zone, right here In behind this us. end zone. <laughs> yeah, very true. Jamal's last hurrah. Improved the scouts, helped BYU get a win, and get to nine wins back-to-back years for the first time since 2009. It's been a while. This is a rivalry game. I don't, for one side. I don't know how much of a rivalry <laughs> it is all the way around, but it's still a rivalry of sorts. And BYU's won seven games in a row against Wyoming. BYU wants to keep that big brother status, if you will, right? They want to remain Globo Jim. They don't want to get up better than you. Yeah, and, and we, we know, know it. Yeah, that's what Globo Jim said. They want to be able ball. to say that after tonight. And then there is the often discussed momentum into the offseason for the Cougars. A bowl game win helps you feel good as you go into winter practices, spring football, or winter conditioning, I say spring football, and all of that build up to 2017. Yeah, it's more about the string of games that BYU's put together than Wyoming or the bowl game by itself. Because in 2008, BYU lost to Arizona, and that didn't negatively affect the Cougars in the offseason going into 2009. They beat Oklahoma in the opener. So I, I don't attach the end of one season to the beginning of another that much. BYU's going to lose uh, two starting linemen. You're going to lose three of your top four receivers. You'll lose your all-time leading rusher. So there's not a, be, going to be as much connective tissue offensively to next year's team yeah. as you'd think. But if BYU can finish the, the season having won eight of nine and won the bowl game with Kalani Sitake, I think you set precedence in year one. We're going to compete. We didn't get blown out. We played a tough schedule, won the bowl game, that kind of thing. Hey, we lost to Utah and Boise State, but we played them tough. We're going to go after it. it it's raining a little harder now. I did not expect this in San Diego. I kind of like this, actually. Yeah. I kind of I don't like, like it getting the, the elements. Com- yeah, I don't like it getting the computer wet. <laughs> in fact, we, we got a towel. Can I get the towel? <laughs> Our senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner, still got an arm. So, yeah, we'll just nice wipe pass. it off here. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> off-season momentum, Tanner Mangum, Squally Canada, perhaps a preview for next year. I, I don't really buy into that conversation a ton. We'll get into that later. Let's yeah. sit in this moment today. Today's yeah. game. Yeah. And speaking of today's game, we want to know your opinion on today's Twitter question. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Wyoming in the bowl game today? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Coog. BYU football doubles the 10-point spread. Okay, so they win by at least 10. Tanner Mangum and Jay Swagdaddy helped BYU to 500-plus total yards of offense. I, this offense is not suited for that kind of game How as How many much. games have BYU collectively gone over 500-plus yards of total offense? I want to say they've had one. Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only one. Well, I mean, Southern Utah might have been up there because Taysom passed for 320 yards in that game. Yeah. But I don't know that BYU ran for 180 in that game. Yeah, I I don't think so. During the break, I'll look it up. Okay, yeah. We'll I've take, got, him, we'll I've got all the box scores right in front of me. I just need a break. We've <laughs> gone through all of the reasons why BYU needs to win this game, why it really matters for the Cougars in their 13th bowl game in San Diego. We want to know your bold predictions. And speaking of game number 13 at the Murph slash Qualcomm Stadium, that brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU football is 5-6-1 in San Diego Bowl games. Not good, right? They really struggled for a long time. That was that was the bane of Lavelle Edwards' existence at the beginning, but then BYU had a nice little run of, of uh, bowl games there. BYU won the 2012-point study bowl to get back on track. But BYU hasn't – I don't think BYU's won back-to-back bowl games in San Diego since 83-84. Because they did, with Ty Detmer, they didn't come down here and win those games. They tied with Iowa, which was – Actually, okay. Iowa was pretty good there. Lost to Penn State, lost to Texas A&M, yeah. tied with it's, Iowa. 8384 is the last time BYU won back-to-back bowl game San Diego. So 2012 and tonight, potentially? Could be. Should be, right? From what we discussed, it, it should you be. You can't lose a game where you're a 10-point fave neutral field. And, and you'd think that BYU would have more fans than Wyoming tonight. We'll see. They're excited to be here. The Cowboys are excited. At BYU underscore Bob, Jay Swag Daddy will rush for a BYU single-game rushing record. So 287 plus? <laughs> That's a little better than my 17-plus predictions. Let's bring those expectations Reel down it just in. a little <laughs> bit. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 says Jamal has 200-plus. BYU okay. uses a fleet flicker. I'll, I'll tell you later why that's actually a possibility. Because Jamal has dominated the non-Power 5 competition he's played. Okay. I'll tell you later why. He continues. Wins the turnover battle and the game. No Hail Mary needed. Sorry, Hopefully not. Tanner. <laughs> Coming up, Executive Director of the Poinsettia Bowl, Mark Neville, tells us what his favorite part of Bowl Week is. But first, K.O. Kalalui talks yeah. about his Cotton Bowl experience 20 years ago. He's the man, dude. K.O., baby. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, our conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter, follow up BYU Sports Nation, use the hashtag BYUSN. We're playing through the rain right now. Yeah, baby. We want to know what your bold prediction is for the BYU-Wyoming bowl game. Send in your responses, hashtag BYUSN. Again, we'll be here all day. It's going to be awesome. BYU Sports Nation live again at 6 Eastern time. 8 Eastern for countdown to kickoff, and then right after the game, the post-game show, all right here on BYU TV. I really like this next tweet from at BYU LASF Jazz. At JLenahan9, Johnny mm-hmm. Lenahan, mm-hmm. fakes a punt and converts for a first down. Uh, let's try fourth and one this time. <laughs> Not fourth and 19 in the end zone. 20 years ago, roughly, BYU played or exactly. Kansas State... In the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Well, 10 days away yeah. from exactly. I right? said 96, Cotton Bowl at the beginning. It was 97. 97. It's 1990. January 1st, yeah. 1997. Still, the 96 season. The Cougars beat Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl, and the man who caught the game winning touchdown was Kao Kalalui. Yeah. Who is joining yeah, us Kale's now here. in San That's Diego. Awesome. Hey, everybody, give it up. Let's go. <laughs> The whole crowd's going crazy. They're going yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Kale, welcome back uh, to Thanks. the bowl game oh, scene with BYU. Thank, thanks for having me. It's beautiful out here in sunny San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where'd yes. that sun go, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're a flag bearer tonight, which is, I'm sure is a really cool experience for you. 20 years after uh, you were playing in the Cotton Bowl, what's that like and how are the emotions of all of this? Man, it's, it hasn't left. Every time I see a BYU setup or every time I see a BYU game, it just brings back all that feelings that I had 20 years ago and that, that, uh, that blessing that I had to be on such a good team and such a good staff. It was awesome. That team was amazing, and that team was honored during the summer uh, on yep. BYU Football Media Day. That was a lot of fun for everybody. So you went, before you went to BYU, you were at Grossmont College. I was. You're nearby. There's kind of a tradition there with BYU yeah. receivers, right? There's a lot of Grossmont receivers coming out of Grossmont uh, College. Um, we just got a lot of talent, and we got a good staff out there, and um, 
just gives everybody an opportunity to get get to the big leagues, you know. And that's where Nick Kurtz is from, uh, El Cajon, is that how you say it? Yes. Uh, Todd Watkins went there. Todd and then Watkins. you were telling me someone else on the 84 team. Hey, Richard Zayas. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was a really good receiver coming out of Grossmont. I always hear stories about him from, from both BYU coaches and Grossmont coaches. There you go, yeah. So there's been a good tradition there. So what are you, what are you up to now? I'm a soccer coach here in San Diego for club soccer, high school soccer, and I uh, also coach football at Grossmont College. Oh, you're there now. That's great. There you go. Always got to give back for what still the game's hanging out. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't let it go. If you want to funnel some more fantastic receivers to BYU, I don't think that Kalani Satake would uh, would be. No. W- he would hate something like that. So let's <laughs> let's keep it rolling. Okay? For sure, for sure. KOKL Ali with us at Qualcomm Stadium. It is BYU Bowl game day. They're taking on Wyoming. What's going to be like for you to watch BYU in San Diego? 20 years after you last played. Well, I'll tell you what. You, 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 I played in a lot of stadiums. I played with but tons of people full and, and not many people in the stadium. But I'm telling you what, I have never got to just sit back and, and just look around and enjoy it. And that's what I'm excited about tonight is just to look back and, and see all the people because you're so focused on the game. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing just to sit here and look at the stadium from this perspective. So it's just an amazing experience. You... Uh you played while Kalani Satake was on his mission, so you never actually overlapped with him. But do, do you know Kalani? Did yeah, we kind of bumped into each other here and there, and I, I totally remember him. And uh, he's same smile when I last saw him. You know, he's just a great guy. You, you want to be around him. You know, one of those kind of true leaders, and uh, you can feel it when, when you're talking to him, and uh, he makes you feel like, like you know him for 20 years. You are like the bookend hero of the 1996 season. You caught the game winner against Texas A&M. Fantastic celebration. <laughs> and you caught the game winner against Kansas State as well. And another fantastic celebration. Spontaneous. Like, what, what was your favorite memory from that, that 96 football campaign? Uh, you know what? To be honest, the, that Texas A&M game was – because that's the first time I really caught a bomb like that and ran into the end zone. I've caught a lot of bombs, but I've never caught a bomb and ran into the end zone. And um, those celebrations were spontaneous. You know, I, usually when you, you play games, you, you know, I'm in the hotel, oh, I catch, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But when it happens, you just kind of react and sliding on my back and just, you know, just taking that moment in and just being so grateful for that opportunity. So I went to that game uh, as a youngster, and I just grabbed a shirt out of my dresser. I didn't think about what color youngster. it was or anything. It was maroon. I wore a maroon shirt to the Texas A&M game. <laughs> I still feel like an idiot. <laughs> you should. It was re- it worked. I, yeah. It worked in reverse it, favor. It worked. Though, right? Yeah, right. yeah. You, and should, then, you should do it tonight. You should wear no, a, brown, a brown. brown you have brown pants on, dude. Winner. Winner. Come on. Jerem's got brown pants on. BYU's gonna win. This isn't the kind of brown that Wyoming wears. Which you played Wyoming too. The the only other neutral meeting with Wyoming was in Vegas, and now tonight. Sure. What did that game mean? Because that was a, a classic in BYU history in Vegas. Man, that was a nail-biter right to the very end. Um, yeah, again, that's football college for you. We were favored in that game, and Wyoming came to play. And uh, you just never know how a football game turns out, but that's what we remember the most, like going down to that last second. And, you know, and uh, Postman kicking mm-hmm. that field goal, I mean, to win. I mean, that's that's how you win. That's how, that's how you go down in the history to win games like that. You know, not just beating people handily, but – when it really matters and you get that last-minute play, last second, that's, that's what people remember the most. And I, and I remember those kinds of games. This BYU team underneath Ty Detmer as first-year offensive coordinator has built itself on one word this year, and that is balance. And if anything, it seems like the Cougars 
will probably be run heavy tonight just because they have a beast of a running back, Jamal Williams. What's it like to watch BYU play football this year compared to chucking it all over the field with Steve Sarkeesian when you were playing? Um, you know, that's part of the game. Watching the, you know, having a strong run game actually opens up the pass game. So, you know, you know, having Nick Kurtz and, and receivers like that to t- take get that big play when when the running game's going. I mean, that's that's a balanced offense. You have to pick your 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 poison. You know, you you either got to stop the game or you're going to stop a big play from BYU's receivers. In 1996, you led uh, the team with 901 receiving yards. BYU doesn't have a 500 yard receiver. Is that kind of weird? That is weird. That that is weird. Nick but, Kurtz uh, has the most. You're gross, my guy. Hey. <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, Steve Sarkeesian he's of course been the head coach at Washington and USC now he's the offensive coordinator at uh, Alabama, Alabama your guy hey man he's, he's destined for greatness um, you know he's a true, true story of uh, a success story you know that, that faced adversity and, and I always knew since the day one I got into the huddle and I'll never forget that UCLA game and just the way he handled everybody I'll never forget that I knew right then and there that he's, he's a true leader. Whatever he does in life, he's going to be successful. And whatever adversity he faces, he'll crush him. I mean, that's just Steve, and I'm very proud of him uh, where he's at right now. What does it mean to you when you see the stretch Y anywhere in life? When you encounter the stretch Y, what, what does that mean to you? You know, it's, you know, to be honest, it's hard not to go, hey, I played for BYU. <laughs> you know, my kid's like, oh, no, Dad, don't say it. Don't say it. You know, I'm, I'm super proud to be a Cougar. I'm super proud to wear the blue and white. And uh, there's nothing like it. Um, there was nothing like playing college football at BYU. I mean, there was just nothing like it. Can't explain it. Going into that 96 game, was there added motivation because of the way you felt you weren't included in the Alliance Bowl? Did that help in, in that? I always wonder about motivations going into a bowl game for, for a team. Sure. Yeah. For us, you know, in the 96 team, man, we didn't have too much motivation. The motivation was just what we had. You know, I, it's hard to explain that that. That gel that we had, that camaraderie, it was that when it was kickoff, everybody had each other's back. It was, it was just a, it's hard to explain. It. You had to be there on that field. It was a beautiful thing, just everyone having each other's back, and they knew it. It's like that faith and trusting that you have. And a, a championship team needs that. You know, not just good skills, not just good talent, but you've got to have that thing that everybody just feeds off. And, and, and I truly believe Kalani did a great job with his staff and, and changing that kind of uh, – environment for the for the players i mean that's I mean, a good season that they had you know i mean the, the backs were against the wall there's a lot of things kalani was facing but look look what true leadership and true belief and faith and family can do you can anything is possible when did you find out that you were going to be an alumni flag bearer for this game uh, a few days ago i was super excited i didn't tell anybody and I, you know i was like man should i tell people but it's an honor i couldn't believe it. at first i thought it was a joke i thought it was kalani somebody's calling me and sending me up and uh, when i found <laughs> you know, i was i was i was really really humbled and i'm so so happy to be here tonight i guess it depends who uh messaged you who was it was it jack demoney because if it's jack for sure like- for sure well we you know we were at the uh the Cotton Bowl, we had all the freshmen dress up in, uh, in their suit and ties, and we told them that there was a, a, a freshman interview for everybody at the pool area. Of course there wasn't. It was a <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're notorious for playing pranks on people, so I'll, I'm waiting for it to come back to me. You're like, just kidding. You don't have any tickets, I, and we like, can't right, get you. Mm, sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, all right, Jack. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Even when I was pulling up the Qualcomm, I'm just looking around and go, this is so set up right now. They're all going to come running out. Yeah, yeah, come on, BYU Sports Nation. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're here. We're excited to watch you uh, run out the 
the flag for BYU, and uh, I'm sure that uh, it's going to be an emotional experience for you. In fact, have you thought about the execution? Uh, you get, like, how, like, how are you going to hold yeah. the pole? How fast do you <laughs> go? My first thought was like, I'm so going to fall. <laughs> Just, but no, I'm not. I'm going to hold it proud of my, my, my chin up and represent the Cougars like everybody else is here tonight. If it's raining like this, are you going to wear cleats maybe? I'm not going to wear the expensive gel, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> is it getting messed up? No. Um, yeah, rain will shine, man. Cougar will come to play tonight. You, you, could, you could run out there and then lay down. <laughs> lay down on your back. Dude, <laughs> shake the hole. The if they give me permission, I'm doing something. <laughs> Please let me have something. <laughs> K.O., it's great to talk to you, man. We Thank appreciate you. the time and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you with the flag tonight. And you can enjoy the game. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. You got it. K.O. Hey, you're from around here. Get this rain stuff. We didn't order this, man. Turn off the rain, please. (laughs) What is your bold prediction for BYU and Wyoming tonight? That is our Twitter question at Justin D. Sweeney says, J-Swag Daddy will have 200-plus rushing yards. There's there's a theme developing. At least expectations are low for Jamal Williams tonight. (laughs) Yeah, what are our going for two picks going to include? And we both have one that involves Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah. Coming up, those going for two picks, of course. But first, bowl game director Mark Neville will give us The secret on how to get one of those fantastic red jackets. It's the only piece of red I'd want to own. The red coats are coming, Jerem. That's what they say. It's BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Live from Qualcomm Stadium, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision via BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, coming up tomorrow night, men's hoops in the final non-conference game against CSU Bakersfield, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. The Roadrunners 102 in the Ken Palm rating. So they're not, this isn't a terrible team, right? 102 is decent. BYU 62, by the way. It's game day for BYU football as we refresh today's BYUS and headlines. The Cougars and Cowboys, two old foes, renew the rivalry in Qualcomm Stadium at the Poinsettia Bowl. Yesterday, Kalani Sitake, very complimentary of what the Cowboys do in front of their team at the luncheon. And he also told us this. Well, I think offensively they're well-balanced. You know, I think they average 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. And so uh, you have a... a a running back in, in Hill that can then, I mean, he's he's uh, he's efficient and he's a big power back and they have a, a strong O-line. Line it up, kick it off. But before that, we will be live again at 6 p.m. Eastern for a second BYU Sports Nation today right here in San Diego. By the way, the rain has turned off apparently. Which is great. Which is uh, fantastic. We'll give hey, up. Either way, we'll be here. Yeah, yeah. There. There is uh, good karma with us on the set, so we'll get to that in just in just a moment. Uh, the BYU TV Sports post game, as well as countdown to kickoff. Oh, it's all day football on BYU TV, gonna, as it should be. It's going to be awesome. And last night in the Marriott Center, the men's hoops team didn't sleep on Idaho State. They won eighty four fifty eight. Eric Mika led the way with, for the Cougars, eighteen points, twelve boards. Yoli Childs double double, thirteen points, fourteen rebounds. As mentioned, BYU CSU Bakersfield tomorrow night nine Eastern on BYU TV BYU Radio. Jimmer Fredette scored 31 points, had six rebounds, dished out five assists, and leading his Shanghai Sharks to another victory. Jimmer is currently averaging 39 a game and shooting just under 50% from the three-point line. It's good from the field, right, for a guard? Machio Gaywall. That's yeah, what he's saying pa- a lot. Please pass, pass him the ball. Pass dang ball. Okay, about that good karma and turning off the rain. We should credit Mark Neville, the executive director of the Poinsettia Bowl. Absolutely. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. I got on the set, the rain stopped. I think the sun's starting to come. I see yeah. blue skies. You show up and the sun shows We're up. ready to roll, Not man. a coincidence. Ready to roll. Can you stay with us all day, please? <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. 
How, uh, what's this week like for you, the build-up? And, I mean, you, you prepare for this essentially all year. And not only that, you're managing the Holiday Bowl as well. So your, your life is crazy. But when you get to game day, what, what's that like? I'll tell you, it makes it it's a lot easier to enjoy game day when you have a team like BYU and also with Wyoming. We're, we're, we're so looking forward to this game tonight. I mean, just the, the storylines are, are fantastic. Having BYU, it's kind of like a, a homecoming for BYU. Uh, this will be, what, the 13th time that BYU's played in the bowl game here in San Diego, 11 times in the holiday, and, and now we've got the San Diego County Credit Union tonight for the second time. Um, you know, having BYU and Wyoming in this game makes it very enjoyable, you know, and, and we all we work for this all year long. And you see these red coats. I know you make a lot of fun of it, you know, we but love it. it's friendly red. You know, it's not the other red. It's, yeah, it's friendly yeah, that's red. Crimson. That's, it, that's yeah. poinsettia red. This is, is poinsettia red. red. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, and there's a lot of people wearing these red coats around San Diego right now that are doing their very best. And they've worked all year long to present what we're going to be doing tonight. In 2018, we're thinking about just bringing some to San Diego just to see if we could get in certain places that we wouldn't otherwise. <laughs> Don't worry. Or one of the red coats. Uh... I've got a red coat on. I'm clear. <laughs> hey, you know what? Red coats are there for you. You know, bring them on. Yeah, bring they're fantastic. On. We were talking about, yeah, the bowl history that you referenced, specifically this end zone, the Hail Mary from Jim McMahon. Right there, literally, yeah. And Kyle Van Noy in 2012. and. Uh, Steve Young in 83, so much history. Ty Detmer throwing for 576 yards in 89. I mean, it, yeah, it, BYU's history is unbelievable here in our bowl games. So was this always – you always wanted to be involved with BYU, and you, you have 2012, 16, back here in 18, mm-hmm. natural fit? It is. You know, I mean, really, we credit BYU with really putting the Holiday Bowl on the map. You know, those early years, the first seven games BYU played in – and they were fantastic games. You know, I mean, you mentioned the 1980 game with Jim McMahon, Hail Mary pass to Clay Brown and the national championship here in 1984. Um, Ty Detmer's 576 yards. I mean, it, there's Kyle Van Noy in 2012. I mean, that was an unbelievable defensive performance. So um, it is a natural. I mean, it's like it's like family. You know, we, we really have a fantastic relationship with BYU and we have since 1978. What is your favorite part of the actual bowl week? Gosh, you know. I think I think about that quite a bit, and it is so fun for me, and I think it is for all the Redcoats, when kickoff happens. You know, when kickoff goes, that means we've done our job, you know, and, and uh, you know, just seeing all the smiling faces and the fans that are fired up, and, and we really take pride in, in the experience that we provide, not only for the student-athletes. You know, I think they have a great time when they're here and, and, and a memorable experience with all their brothers, you know, for for that they'll have for a lifetime, um, for the administration, for, for the coaching staff, for, for the fans. We want them all to have a good time and a great experience, and I think we do a good job of that. And uh, the Redcoats are very proud of what we do and, and uh, during, that, during the bowl week and throughout the year. And so uh, I think when the ball goes up in the air, man, there's a lot of smiles with Redcoats on. What were the emotions like when BYU was 1-3? I will tell you, you know, when, when we saw BYU's schedule, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be something. New coach and everything. But, man, I'll, I'll tell you, as we've watched, even when they were one and three, um, we weren't really nervous. You know, I mean, you, you could see with Coach Satake and, and, and this team, you know, when I talk about them to other people, it's like they're just a bunch of gamers. I mean, they never give up. And that passion for the game, you can tell they have so much enthusiasm and they love playing this game. And, and I can sense it this week, you know, while they've been here, they are ready for this football game. And uh, so, you know, never did we doubt it. I, I really don't believe we did. Even when they were one and three, you know, those games, they were close games. And then, you know, the Michigan State game was awesome. You know, I mean, I will tell you, watching some of them, like the, the Toledo game, at, at, I mean, 
I had hair. I had a nice yeah. full. Well, BYU hair. was it one was and long. three. It was, yeah. yeah. They were on the verge of going one and four if they lose that game to yeah. Toledo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, it is so fun to watch this team and how they rally. Um, and with their coach and the enthusiasm he has, I mean, it, it's just uh, this is a really enjoyable team to be around. What kind of a turnout do you expect tonight here at Qualcomm Stadium between the BYU and Wyoming fan bases? Yeah, I, I think right now we're probably going to have between twenty-five and 28,000 in the building tonight. Um, we don't sell the upper deck, so it'll be, you know, all the lower levels will be, will look pretty good tonight. What storylines, you referenced, you like the storylines coming in, uh, stick out the most about tonight's game? You know, I... And you read a lot about it, but, you know, the old whack days, you know, are coming back to San Diego, and, and uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. I love the offensive. You know, I heard you guys talking about what predictions. You know, I'm, I'm not going to predict who's going to win the game, but I'd like to predict there's going to be 75, 80 points scored in the game that tonight. That would be fun. It would be. You know, and That'd be old at, whack. It would. I mean, it's, it's perfect. But you got two great quarterbacks, you know, and Tanner Mangum. I think he's going to be awesome. And then with Josh Allen, and then you got the running game with two of the best runners in the country with – with uh, Jamal Williams and, and uh, Brian Hill. So, I mean, it, it, there's going to be some offensive fireworks. Bowl games don't typically like defense that much, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a great football game. I'm really excited about it. We're interested in the power rankings of sports talk shows and where we rank among all of the sports talk shows. Oh, you shows guys are way up there. Okay, oh, we're way up there. Come on. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> no, no, no doubt in my mind. The Broadcaster Power Index poll has us that's, up high. Okay. Yeah. That's what we were hoping According for. According yeah. to Mark Neville. Yeah, right. Of course. How many people on, and, and how much prep goes into what you guys do with this bowl game? Because you yeah. have you prep for two bowl games, which is unique. We do. Right? We do. Yeah, there's, there's just a few communities out there that, that do two bowl games. But – um, you know, we literally, with wearing the red coats, there's probably about 200 people out there that are wearing it. Plus, we have another 500, 600 volunteers that help us. You'll probably see them running around here every once in a while. Um, it, it is a, it, there's only seven of us that get paid to do it. Um, everyone else is a volunteer. They do it because they love it. They're passionate about it. They love our community. And uh, the benefit that we provide the community in terms of the economic impact and the hotel rooms and, and uh, the exposure that we provide for San Diego is, is considerable. And, uh, and so our volunteers really get into this. And, of course, they love football. They love college football. And uh, tonight you're going to see this is going to be a great college football atmosphere. I mean, I, it, I'm very excited about this matchup. I can't, can't say that enough. How do you gauge success after the bowl game is over for a, for a given year in a certain bowl game? How do we measure the success? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of different, different things that you look at. You know, of course, you look at the football game. You look at the crowd. You look at the, the amount of money that's coming into the community. Um, you look at the, the experience and, and that the fans and that the, the, the players have. Um, you know, we really, and we've, we've seen a lot, you know, recently with, with Christian McCaffrey passing on, on playing in the Sun Bowl. And, and uh, that, you know, that's really disappointing um, because, you know, this is a team game. And, and, and um, so what we really want to focus on, and one thing that he is going to be missing on is that bowl experience. You know, it's uh, here we take a lot of pride in that. And you hear a lot of people dismiss uh, the bowl games as not being as relevant as they once were, you know, but if you... Um, I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. And, and you know, the most important asset to college football is the student athlete itself or themselves. And, and they're coming out here to San Diego for a week. They were on USS Midway yesterday. They get to go to the zoo and to SeaWorld and, and uh, be with their brothers for, you know, for these seniors the last time. You know? So um, you know, we take great pride in that. And uh, 
uh, something that is often dismissed uh, when media are talking about the bowl games. As an executive director, is there fear in the future that some of these stars could sit out these bowl games, that this could be a precedent? Um, it could. You know, I mean, it, it, it's happened this year, you know, with a few players. So um, it is something definitely to be looking at. It is a concern uh, moving forward. But uh, I'm sure it's something that's going to be addressed also in the offseason. Marshall Falk brought up a great point on Twitter last night. He said, how is a college running back, if he's worried about getting hurt in his final bowl game, going to last a 16-game NFL season? <laughs> I thought, that's, that's a, a good that's point. A good point, From Marshall. a man who scored uh, many touchdowns yeah, in the that, stadium. That he yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I mean, football, it's a team game, you know, and you got to stick with your team. And, uh, you know, you, you don't sign up for X number of games. You sign up to play with your team. And uh, so, yeah, that, it was disappointing. And, and I understand his, his argument um, for not playing, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, but it is disappointing. Luckily, uh, Jamal Williams is playing tonight. Brian, Brian playing Neal. tonight. You know what? I'm telling athletes. you, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Uh, we, are, we are very excited. Also, uh, love the energy that you bring and Ted Tolner. Maybe it's the red coats. I don't know. But the energy level is so juice. high with I you guys. I am very juice. mellow until I put this on. And it's like, man, <laughs> bring it on. Let's go. Yeah, I love it. Mark, thanks for the time. Uh, we appreciate all you've done to make thanks this a great bowl, yeah, game bowl game week. Good, good. Have, good. Glad you're having a good time. And thanks most of all for stopping the rain. Yeah, well, as soon as I leave, it's right, going to start yeah, up. Yeah, don't go, Mark. Hey, please don't go. Sunny now. Our Twitter question today is, what is your bold prediction for BYU and Wyoming? More of your responses coming up. Up next, of course, a loaded Cougar whip around to get you caught up on all things BYU sports. But first, we're going for two. Did Jerem actually accomplish the impossible last night? 100%? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio Qualcomm. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, as a general rule, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. But today, we will be live again at 6 Eastern right here in San Diego. We'll do it live! And tomorrow, women's hoops will be live against ninth-ranked Washington, who went to the Final Four last year. Four Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That's a big game for BYU. Dave McCann, Kristen Kozlowski on the call. They've had a good home schedule. Oklahoma and Washington in the Marriott Center. How about that? Got to get one of those. Only BYU could do that in football, too. You got to get one of those. (laughs) Hey, in 2019, they'll do that, right? Yeah, now Jeremy's looking at the 2019 Washington's at home, right? Yes, and, and I, then 18 is at Washington. I think USC is, oh, man, we, we need to look at the 2019 football schedule Listen, regardless. Listen, the end of 2016 schedule, don't let the spirit of Jason Shepard in that dumb countdown <laughs> get you going, okay? <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's just, yeah, we love you, Jason, but that's. You know you know it's, go, hey, it's happening tomorrow. Oh, with like Blaine the countdown and Jason, happen, we can't yeah. be there to control any. We yeah. can't even be there to we offer a no. rebuttal. Nope. That's yeah, by the way, while we are traveling back, Jason Shepard and Blaine Fowler will uh, will have we'll have yeah. live recaps and segments uh, from San Diego. Probably not we'll, live, but yeah. Oh, sorry. We will tape them live, and then they will be aired. No one cares if it's live or taped. It's true. <laughs> I regret bringing that up. <laughs> way to spoil it, Jerem. Man. I spoiled the magic of television. Yeah, yeah, you did. Now, you no know shake for you tonight, okay? What? <laughs> 
I'm going to shake if I want. It's America. <laughs> we're close to Mexico, but we're still in Mer- America. Our Twitter question, what is your bold prediction for the BYU-Wyoming bowl game? At CarterJA92 says the defensive line, the defensive line. Oh, the defensive line. Will have three-plus sacks. So not just the line, the defense, but the D-line specifically will have three or more sacks. That well, is bold. They're, they're averaging about two. Now, we, we initially we saw this and we were like, three-plus sacks for the entire defense. The average is 2.4 as a team. No, but if it comes, if those come from the defensive line, yeah, yeah that's, that's bold. That's just good. That's bold. Also bold, thinking that Jerem Jordan will get both of his going for two picks. But that may or may not have happened last night. It's time we go for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think yes. they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. For the first time in a while, we get to involve football in this segment. It's been a while, I know. But before and then we we'll do take that, eight months off, nine months off. I know, <gasps> I know. Before we do that, we need to recap what happened in last night's men's basketball game and our going for two predictions. If you're new to the program, we t- we pick two things welcome. we think will happen. If you're new, welcome. We keep track of it. We give each other a hard time about it, and uh, we're mad at each other when uh, we and both I, get them right. And I trail Spencer continually. <laughs> In the overall score. Hey, you were down by as many as four at one point. Five. Five? Wow. Hey, you're, yep. inch, you're inching closer. But who's counting? Number one for me last night with BYU basketball against Idaho State. I said BYU will have two players score 20-plus points. Yeah, yeah. BYU had no players go for 20. Eric Mika had 19, and TJ Haas had 17. Come on! I didn't stay in long enough. I know, and that's yeah, what I said yesterday. I'm like, That's will, why it was really bold. Will it? Will they be in the game long enough? Because you couldn't that? say one. That would have no. been weak sauce. Exactly. That, we would have Febreze that one. Exactly. Okay. So I got that one wrong. However, I recovered with this. Idaho State will score 60 points or less. Swish! Idaho State scored 58. Here's that, the, hey, that was a good one, man. Here's the Yeah, see? That, that one was actually bold. That was good, I yeah. got worried because yeah. Idaho State had 54 points, I think, with like six minutes to go, and I was like, <laughs> please, then, hold them off. Then, like, Stephen Bale and Colby Lafeson locked it down for you. Yeah. <laughs> Braden Shaw was like, let's Bra- go. Braden oh! Shaw. Like they, they heard my pick. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank exactly. you. Okay, my first pick. Uh, five different Cougars will make a three-pointer. Swish! And Colby Col- Lapson came with through two for you. 48 left in the game. My dude from Sewanee comes into the game and hits a three. So I got that one. You said that, but on the show, you're like, hey, Colby Lapson, I need you to step it up for me. Bang. I don't kid around on this program ever. Number two, BYU sh- uh, shoots over 50% from the field. Swish! Yep, 51.7. Miracles so. do happen. Jerem got Nick. both of his going for yeah. two picks right. Yeah. yeah. Greatest song of all time, by the way. There can be miracles? Yeah, Prince of Egypt? Oh, that's the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, kind of so, pr- so, proud of you, Jerem. Here comes the condescending Kind tone. of. Okay, so now I'm, uh, I trail you by two. I yes. did trail you by three, now I trail you by two. You've made it interesting again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike San Diego Charger football. Whoa, hey, oh, hey, hey. Don't hey. do that in this stadium. Hey. It's okay. You got the brown pants on today, so we're covered. Let's go, Hawks! Let's go, Hawks! Don't. I don't I don't hear any Chargers fans in here. I'm sorry. All right. LT ain't walking through that tunnel. Now it's time for us to make our going for two picks for the final football game of the season. Oh, of course, brought one. to you by BYU Dining Services. I will start with this. BYU will give up 
24 points or less oh, nice, to Wyoming. The Cowboys average 40 points a game. 40? Yeah. Because they put up 66 points yes. in a triple overtime game. Yes. Mm. They scored 30 against Boise they State. 40? Yeah, they averaged 40 you know, like top 20, points. Top 26, I think. They have only been held under 24 one time. Okay, that's a good. I like that one a lot. So that's my first going wait, for wait, two picks. Back it up. Okay. Wait, back that thing up. Jamal Williams will run for more touchdowns than Tanner Mangum throws. Isn't that a given? You, no. You think with more playing time, Tanner Mangum has a shot to. They have the 106th rated pass defense in America, Jerem. Yeah. Like there will be opportunities for Tanner to light it up through the air and in the red zone. So I think. But, Thanks for the calling it red zone. It's not the blue zone. BYU could hand it out to Squally Canada or Algie Brown or quarterback They're sneaking not at the goal it off line. To Algie Brown. I'm just saying they have those options. <laughs> After Michigan State, Braden L. Backry scored yeah, a touchdown yeah. for crying out yeah. loud on the goal line. Yeah, the first touchdown of the season against Arizona. So like there, <laughs> there are more players that can potentially tote the rock into the end zone compared to Tanner. He's the guy if they throw it right. BYU needs more players. That's what that's the difference between an eight and four and a twelve and zero. Players. Okay, right? if I get both of these, then I will be five hundred on the season over. I'm twenty one and twenty three. You're nine. 19 and 25. Is this the night? You could. If I go over two and you go two for two, you could equal the score. Not going to happen. What? Not going to happen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Jamal Williams will rush for 125 plus. Okay. He's Is only that played. Bold? He's only played two games the last six. No, it's not. He's only played two games the last 67 days, by the way. That's not even bold. It's not Jerem. even bold. You need to raise that he number. Aver- he averages 124. You need Tanner- to raise that number. Or is it 129? <laughs> Tanner Mangum. <laughs> okay, should I raise it? You want me to raise it? I'm putting pressure on you to do so. Okay, I won't raise it. <laughs> Tanner Mangum will throw exactly one TD pass. Oh, he won't throw zero. He won't throw two. He won't throw three. It'll be one. Are you going to be mad if he throws two? Yes. Dang it! You no, threw no. two. My ultimate desire is not to win this game. It's one to get to heaven, <laughs> and two that BYU will win this game. That's my. Those are my desires. Oh, I thought you were going to say, my number one desire is to get to heaven and two, to beat you in going for two. So, yes, I will be mad if he throws two <laughs> touchdown passes. <laughs> no, going for two is not on the list compared to those two. What are your bold predictions for the BYU-Wyoming Poinsettia Bowl game? Back to the Twitter machine. At 86 Coop. You've got tweets. BYU forces five turnovers and actually wins the game. Okay, that's a troll because Utah, BYU forced six, and Boise State, BYU forced five, and they lost both those games by one point. Yeah, why, why you got to do that? You know, you why you got to be so you don't need to. You don't need to do that. Up next, the Cougar whip around, including the latest on Jimmer Fredette. How close to averaging 40 points is Jimmer Fredette? Speaking of Utah, Boise State. Ooh. BYU Sports Nation live from Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. San Diego Superchargers. Football. Chargers, charge. Love it. Game day for the Cougars. They play the Wyoming Cowboys tonight in the Poinsettia Bowl right behind us. Yesterday, BYU did a walkthrough here at the stadium. They also had a luncheon on the USS Midway. That was very cool. Men's basketball. In the Marriott Center last night, BYU defeated Idaho State. 
184-58. Eric Mika had 18 points, 12 rebounds. Jolie Childs also had a double-double, 13 points and 14 rebounds. BYU Cal State Bakersfield tomorrow in the final non-conference game for the Cougars. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Jimmer! Fredette yelled, Macho Gaywall, and scored 31 points, grabbed six boards, and dished out five assists and leading the Shanghai Sharks to another victory. Jimmer's averaging 39 a game while shooting 49.8% from three at 33. Gregorio tweeted at us. He said the Chinese three-point line is 6.75 meters while the NBA is 7.25 according to the internet. So it's shorter than the NBA line. So the NBA is just over 23. It's like 23 feet, 9 inches, right? Yeah. So it looks like the Chinese line is a hair over 22 feet, something like that. College is 21.9 for the men, 20. Yeah, nine for so the, the Chinese three-point line is somewhere in between. Granted, it's he's shooting so well, almost fifty percent. Well, that makes a big difference as a shooter. I know. Yeah, you you would know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> a programming note: We'll be back here six p.m. Eastern, yeah. three Pacific, for a live afternoon edition of BYU Sports Nation, leading up to the bowl game at Qualcomm Stadium. Five hours. By, Plen- plenty yeah. of time between now and then to go run, get, do some. Go shopping, run your errands, get the kids from school, then come back and hang out. Got to go buy a white belt at Ross. Do you really? I, I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking about it, though. It. <laughs> it's been my thing at all the road trips this year, the white belt. Uh, countdown I have to no kick idea. Off at 8 Eastern, then the postgame show right after the game. And we've got a loaded guest lineup this afternoon. John Beck, San Diego native here. David Nixon, Brady Papinga. How about that? That's a pretty good uh, guest lineup. No, yeah. uh, no opinions from those guys. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Jeremy, who gets the Rise and Shout? How about, uh, how about the stadium itself? So much history here. There is a lot of history here. And hopefully more history to be made tonight. I'd like to add the Redcoats to that as well. The Redcoats, yeah. We, thanks to everyone with the Poinsettia Bowl for letting us hang out. They've it's done been, a it's fantastic, been fantastic job. But we're not done. We'll be back at 6 Eastern. What is your bowl prediction for the BYU-Wyoming bowl game? Our elite tweet of the day from at McKay underscore Allen. BYU victory, defensive pick six, nine-win season, top 30 finish, all in a year with so many question marks. And then he says, hashtag, I will finish what you started. <laughs> hey, thanks to KO, uh, KO, Luhi, Mark Neville, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Jared Kennedy. San Diego Supercharges.